cliffcentral.com We're going to cry, laugh and love. And we're going to do it together. The Life with Libang podcast. Hello. How are you? How are you feeling? I hope you're good. I hope you're excited for the day ahead, behind, inside. At whatever time you're listening to this, Thank you. You've made such a good choice. This is Life with Lebang. Of course, every single week we get to chill. We get to hang out. We get to connect. I say this all the time, but literally it's like my favorite thing about doing this podcast is that we literally get to connect and get to know one another a little bit more personally. Of course, this is brought to you by cliffcentral.com and it's another week. And you know, you know, today I, I don't know exactly how to say this without getting a little bit too emotional because what I'm going to be speaking about today is just something that I guess has been following me around. If I can say, you know, there's like things that occur and they occur away from you. Now, this particular thing has been occurring away from me, but quite consistently. And it's just closer and closer and closer to my inner circles to my spaces, to my energy, and I just can't ignore it anymore. And here I am today, you know, really quite sad that it's gotten to this point where for me, part of healing and maybe my process towards this thing is just being able to speak about it openly and deal with it. <clears throat> and I guess part of dealing with it is sharing, right? Right. So I hope that I can heal um, by sharing with you what I've been realizing has just been happening around me over and over and over again. So I've got maybe four or five like guys in my life who are friends, some are family, some I've grown up with, some are just people that I know who I'm just very close to. And they are all in emotionally abusive relationships. These are guys who I love so much. Some of them, we've done amazing things together. Some of them, we're still going to do amazing things together. And we've grown together. We grew, we grew up together, right? Into the young adults that we are. And it almost came at me like a, a light bulb moment. Like, ding, actually, this is really happening. And more than three of my male friends are in emotionally abusive relationships. And it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, how did we get here? You know, like generally when we think, when we speak of abuse within relationships, the most common one that is spoken of is obviously physical abuse. And as it should be in South Africa, the GBV rate is where it is because of violence in this country, particularly within relationships. <clears throat> so now... I'm seeing that there's actually other types of abuse that we should be speaking about and not just in passing. We should be unpacking them because potentially we could also be the ones that have some of these qualities, but you may not realize it until you're confronted. So today I want to speak a little bit about emotional abuse because yeah, it's it's happening around me so much now more than ever. 
And I grew up in a household where there was drips and drabs of emotional abuse, right? But I was, I never was able to identify it like right there and then, oh, I know what this is. But as I've grown older, I've, you know, been exposed to different types of things and then I've seen that, oh, no, 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 now I know what this is. And now with my friends who are in these relationships, and they are all guys. <laughs> That's like the even the bigger alarming thing for me is that these are all males um, who are are struggling with their relationships because they're being emotionally abused. So let's unpack it a little bit. I hope that perhaps you can identify certain things that you you know can see and would want to stay away from. I guess that's the purpose of us having this conversation today. And more importantly, just for healing, honey, for healing, honey. If you are a guy or a girl experiencing this or you know somebody close to you that is experiencing this, then you'll know how absolutely sucky it is, how absolutely painful it is to see somebody that you love so much really just go down this this place of darkness, right? So in order to understand emotional abuse, we have to understand the difference between emotional abuse and normal conflict. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, I've been in a couple of relationships in my life and generally conflict is a normal part of any, any relationship. It's actually quite healthy, you know, for two people to be able to express their emotions, identify an issue and just have a chance to talk through whatever they're going through. It's definitely healthy for conflict to exist like in relationships because then you you work it out you get your points across and you work it through right but as soon as it becomes like emotional abuse it's no longer healthy conflict it is no longer that like you know there's those couples that that always fight and it's like no they always fight but it's good because there's no such thing as a relationship without a fight yeah, look, I think there's a fine line that we need to be able to see that uh, this is no longer a healthy conflict, honey. This is just how you guys operate. And that adds no value for any of the parties involved. So emotional abuse involves non-physical behavior that belittles another person, can include insults, can include putting another person down, verbal threats, or any other tactic that will just make the victim feel threatened, inferior, ashamed, or degraded. And just reading this really pains me because I've literally like had a front row seat at this exact behavior occurring for the past couple of weeks. And it, it just blows my mind. It blows my mind that this is what's happening. And that even grown men who I revere so much, who I know are strong, powerful, learned, experienced leaders in our society are all struggling with this thing. So here's five signs of emotional abuse. And if, if again, if it's something that sounds familiar, then write it down, honey. Write it down so you can run. All right. So the first thing... <clears throat> Is when your partner is hypercritical or judgmental towards you. Right? So obviously it's it's human nature, it's natural to be critical, it's natural to kind of judge, like that's what we do as people. But in emotionally abusive situations, right, someone just takes it to another level. You know, another level. So example, when someone wants to make fun of you and you're in like a group of people, 
someone wants to embarrass you or humiliate you, where they use sarcasm or they tease you or joke to make you feel bad about yourself. And usually, usually it happens when you're out or when you're in a group of other people, right? It's never, when it's just the two of you, it's like completely different. But for whatever reason, somebody who's emotionally abusing you will wait for you to be in a crowd of people for them to be like, oh, well, no, you shouldn't talk because wah, 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 wah. Or they'll jokingly poke at you or make some sort of fun at you so you can feel bad about yourself. Ultimately, they're trying to humiliate you. And the sooner you can identify that for what it really is, it is emotional abuse, honey. Emotional abuse. If this person is upset when you don't agree with them, for example, how you dress, how you spend your money, who you spend your time with or whatever you're interested in, when they completely disagree with any of the things that ultimately, you know, are a part of your independence, that person's emotionally abusing you. Like it, let's just call a spade a spade. You are being emotionally abused if that's happening. The second thing, and I like this one, is that they ignore boundaries or invade your privacy. Now, this one's obviously tricky because, you know, when you get into a relationship, it's like, you know, what's mine is yours, baby. Me casa su casa, honey. Me plate su plate. Like, <laughs> we eat out of the same. Everything that you do, you know, I can do it. And one band, one sound. So it, we often don't set boundaries, particularly when we get into relationships. But it's important for any person to still have their own privacy, to still have their own space. And truly, we all have a right to our own space. And sometimes it can be a bit hard to distinguish between, you know, that rush and that that excitement of a new relationship and, you know, a new connection. And you're happy with that person always being there. You know, honeymoon phase, you know, honeymoon phase. But after honeymoon phase, now we get into like, you know, the, the emotions. Now it's like real life now. Like, okay, cool. I've chosen you. Now what? And you maybe don't want to spend all this time with the same person anymore. You want to spend less time. And it's now like you want to balance between yourself and the time you spend with your partner. But then there's people that possibly want the relationship to move faster than it should. Somebody who says, I love you too soon. Tricky. Damn. Tricky. (laughs) Somebody who maybe wants to get physical with you when you're not ready. This, these are all emotional abuse activities, behaviors, which we should look out for. Or somebody who wants to just move in with you and you guys have been dating for like a short while. Never mind that. You just aren't ready to do it. But they just like, ah, let's do it. And they kind of like force you to do it. And they make you feel bad for not wanting to do it. These are all signs of emotional abuse. If somebody checks your text messages, now this one touched me. (laughs) This one I was like, oh, what? Really? If someone checks your text messages, your emails or your social media accounts without your permission... Now, for me, that also kind of falls into boundaries as well, right? Because, again, you are an independent person. You are alone. You're a person before you met your partner. You were there as a full person. And then you met your partner. So it's like you still want to be able to live your life and do your thing within the bounds of a respectable, you know, way. Obviously, you must carry yourself as a person in a relationship. And that includes having privacy, your social media accounts. That's your social media. Unless you have like one of those joint account things going on, which is really like, okay, like to each their own. But if you have your own account, then, you know, that's your thing. 
if you are in a relationship with a person who wants to constantly check your DMs, it's just always checking your WhatsApp. When you when your phone rings, I want to know who called. All those that's like controlling, very very controlling. You ultimately do not have a life of your own outside of this person. That person doesn't want you to flourish outside of them. Hey, honey, that is emotional abuse. Gotta call it what it is. Number three, they are possessive or controlling. Again, the abuser may try to restrict your behavior through unreasonable jealousy, such as monitoring your actions, constantly calling or texting you when you're not around, getting upset when you want to spend time with your family or your friends alone without them. And you know, I just experienced this this past weekend. I had such a great time with my family and friends. We were all hanging out. We we're chilling. And one of the male figures in my life came to this occasion with his partner, which was cool because whatever. And we all sat and hung out and I was telling this guy all about the day that, oh, we did this and we did that and we spoke about this and we spoke about that. And literally every 10 minutes, his girlfriend was like, can we go? Can we go? Can we go? And he kept having to say to her, dude, I'm having, you know, I'm having a moment here with my people. I do not want to go right now. You're more than welcome to go. I'll catch up with you later. Of which she said, no, we're leaving here together. And he was like, okay, cool. Well, then I'm not leaving right now. You're going to have to just wait for me. And this happened, you know, all night, which really tampered with the energy of the entire occasion. So somebody who doesn't want you to have time away from them whether it's for you to go with your to hang out with your family or your friends that person is emotionally abusing you honey and here's how they do it and please write this word down if any of this is triggering you please i beg you the word isolate please write it down write down isolation write down isolate write down isolating because this is literally step one in their bigger plan to have you on them for the rest of their lives. How they successfully continue to abuse you emotionally is by separating you from your friends, from your family, from anybody that is not them. They isolate you from every single person in your life. They isolate you from activities that you enjoy. They isolate you from even work. It's that bad because that's when they can control you. When it's just you and them, they've got you in a chokehold. The minute you're around other people, then obviously your your attention wavers. So they can't control you in the way that they want. You know, I've I've been out with with couples who are experiencing this and you know hey it's even just more shocking shocking what i'm about to share with you i remember sitting with a group of friends we were at a table outside at like a local bar just catching up how's everybody doing good 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 and one of my guy friends offered us all a round of drinks like hey guys it's been a while since i've seen you next round on me it was like oh yeah that's so exciting you know his his girlfriend literally took her hand and like Put it on his his thigh, like his knee, and like squeezed it. 
Like you know in the movies Like She was basically saying Oh no you didn't Like no No you're not But she didn't Couldn't say the word So she just took her hand Just slid it onto his thigh And squeezed I was like Hi bo Hi bo <laughs> What is happening right now That is emotional abuse Fuck <laughs> That is it Like it's so bad That You can't be yourself you can't celebrate your friends and your life and your achievements. You have to get permission. Oh man, it's so, it's so lit. If your partner demands access to your phone, your email or your social media accounts, run. Please run. Because that person will not stop. And remember, once you start something like that, you cultivate the culture. You create the energy that exists in your relationship. So the minute that you start allowing your girlfriend or your boyfriend to just, if they demand access and they say, please pass me your phone so I can specifically go through your emails as ABCDEFG. If you say, okay, cool, shop, and you give it to them, that person's not going to stop. I mean, there's, there's a difference. There's a difference. Like if I leave my phone here and it's unlocked, I know that if for whatever reason my partner needs to go through it, he can go through it and, you know, have a field day And so will I If ever I need to go through his phone But it's never Hey I'm going through your phone So I can do ABC it, it cannot be that Because you're creating that culture And it simply won't stop One of my other friends Had to delete all of his social media accounts Because he's in an emotionally abusive relationship His girlfriend Was Abusing him to the extent where he couldn't, he had to remove WhatsApp. It started with WhatsApp. And then I just thought, oh, okay, cool. He's just trying to be cool. Now you can only chat to him on iMessage. Now his iMessage is blocked. I can't find him on Twitter. His Facebook is deactivated. His Instagram is just there, but he's not using it. You can't even contact him there. Why? Because he's in an emotionally abusive relationship and he can't breathe. He cannot breathe and as his friend, I'm like, damn, how do I help you? Because now I can't even access you. I can't even say to you, yo, are you okay? His family can't even access him. It's bad. He has to print out his Uber receipts and show her this is where I've been traveling to every month. You Okay, it, it's a lot. They're manipulative. Number four, they are manipulative. An emotionally abusive person may try many things to get you uh, to do what they want or feel badly, such as withdrawing affection when you've done something wrong. Now, this one is tricky because, you know, we all have different ways that we react to certain situations. And maybe when your partners upset you, a form of punishment is for you to just, you know, ignore them or give them silent treatment or withdraw your affection. You ignore them. Or whatever the case is some, Sometimes there'll be guilt trips They'll be making you doubt yourself They can even deny something you know it's true. So there's a lot that comes into play With regards to this abuse Right? Number five They often dismiss you and your feelings So the abuser might try to play down your emotions or feelings They'll say you're too sensitive Or they'll call you crazy And as a woman Who's been on the receiving end of, of this kind of relationship I know exactly how that feels Being told you're crazy Because you've identified the truth <laughs> They'll make fun of your achievements Or your hopes and dreams They'll refuse to talk Or take responsibility for their actions They'll just keep it moving all the time, right? So the point is There are many, many different ways 
and behaviors that emotional abusers implement in relationships so that they can have the control all the time so that they can basically run your life and you just become their puppet and you have no life of your own. So I'd like to share with you methods that you can leave the situation because you know me on Life with Lebang. I'll always leave you with like a solution. We identify the problem and then we talk about the solution because I don't want to end off this conversation having just told you all these gak things and then we just keep it moving. Now you know the gak is there and it stinks. So let's discuss how we can run from these red flags. Step number one is to seek help. Most of the time when you're in a toxic relationship or an emotionally abusive relationship, you will be in so much denial, so much denial for whatever reason that you will sort of make up excuses for everything and you'll just lie to yourself about what's really happening. At that point, you need to seek help from your friends, from your family, from professionals, from anybody you can. It is so important because there's no AA, for example, for something like this. There's no AA. You can't go to a place and sit in a circle and be like, hi, my name is, you know, Bob, and I'm in an emotionally abusive relationship. Hi, Bob. It doesn't work like that. Changing is a process. It's not simply a decision. You know, people often go back. When you're in, a, in a, an abusive relationship, you leave and then you go back and then you leave and because it's hard, right? Because you, it's almost like Stockholm Syndrome. You know, where now you're like, uh, you're cool with the abuser because they've abused you that much and that well, I guess. But now is the time to run. No matter how familiar it feels, no matter how comfortable it feels, you have to run. Get all the help you can get. Reach out to those same people that you've been isolated from. And if they truly love you, they will take you and they'll accept you and they'll say, it's cool. We've got you and they'll help you. It's okay. It doesn't matter how many times you leave. Just keep in mind that you may need to seek help a couple of times or at least for an extensive period of time. But that's okay. That's part of the process. That is step one in loving yourself and in helping yourself get out of that mess. Number two, express your feelings. It's important to express your feelings, obviously, especially to the person that you're in this relationship with. Like, yo, bro, you're emotionally abusing me and untandy. I don't like what's going on. This is nonsense. Whether this person who is emotionally abusing you is a friend, a co-worker, a family member, or even your partner, you have to be able to tell this person in your life what they are doing to you. Obviously, this conversation most likely isn't going to go swimmingly. Hopefully it does. You know, emotions will get involved. People get defensive, whatever the case is. But at least you've said your piece. If you're scared of this person, there's other methods like write them a letter, write your feelings on paper. You can only hope that this person is emotionally mature and that an in-person conversation will actually work out pretty well. But you have to make an effort to let them know that this is occurring and this is how you feel. And as a result, you are exiting. Step three, make a decision. After you've expressed your feelings, decide whether the relationship is worth fighting for or not. Think about how the person responded when you told them. Was that person defensive? Did they blame you? Did they make excuses? Did they ignore you? These are telltale signs that you should leave the relationship and better yourself. Remember, we're all human. 
I should be able to sort of pick up around your behaviors, what can and cannot happen moving forward. It is at that point after you've told them and their reaction to this that should dictate how you move forward. I can only hope that by that, that by that point you really decided to go anyway. Number four, and this one is super, super important. Surround yourself with positivity. Once you've made a decision, whether to leave or mend the relationship, it's important to surround yourself with positivity and practice my favorite thing, self-care. Spend time with people who make you feel good. Treat yourself to a good meal. You know, just do things that you enjoy again. Reef, like find that passion again, that, that thing, that, that fire that keeps burning inside of you. Identify what that is and go back to being yourself. Going through a tough time in a relationship really it can cause stress, a lot of pain, a lot of heartache, but it's important to try to replace those negative emotions with positivity. And like, I don't know if, You've ever experienced this, but emotional abuse and these relationships, it's almost like they thrive on chaos and they thrive on negativity and they flourish on, you know, just turmoil. They don't know how to function when there's peace. They just can't function when things are going well because they don't know what that is. So strive for that positivity, hunger for it, find it, consume it, become one with it because it'll set you free. And the last and most important one is to stick to your decision. Often after you leave someone, you, you know, you kind of miss the person because you obviously created like routines. There's things that you do. There's memories you've created. And that's normal. You're allowed to feel that way. And it's easy for your brain to remember the good times and just like kind of forget the bad parts of the relationship. It can be very tempting to want to go back to that person. Mm. Very tempting. But remember, always remember that you came to this decision after a long thoughtful process. Remember what made you get to this decision and stick to your decision and think, think long term. Think the goal and the goal ultimately is for you to save yourself. So in that process of saving yourself, I really, really hope that it's something that you'll fight for. And I know it gets more difficult when there's things to consider like kids, because when there's kids involved, sometimes as as the parents, we'll just stick around for the kids. And how unfair is that? Not only on you, but also on these kids. Because if you stay in an unhappy situation... That same unhappiness is going to affect the children because they pick up on energies. Remember, kids are like superhumans. <laughs> They'll pick up on this bad energy. It's like, no, daddy's not happy. What's going on? Mommy's not happy. What's going on? One of my other friends last week told me in confidence that it's gotten so bad in his household that he's really contemplating suicide. He can't stand being at home. Because he knows he's going to get bashed. He's going to get told how he's worthless, how he's nothing. And this has been going on for years. He's at the point of not feeling like there's a point of living anymore. And he's got three kids. Not even his kids are enough now to keep him alive. So it's bad for many, many people. Please save yourself. Save yourself, save those around you, and ultimately, 
fight. Fight for your life is what I want to leave you with today. If there's anything that I've shared today that has opened your eyes to the reality of emotional abuse, then I'm glad. And I can only hope that you can take what I've shared and apply it, share it, and help others who who don't know it yet, but they need this help. Right? I told you today's going to be tough, but that's why we do what we do. This is Life with Lebang, because hey, this is life, right? Cliffcentral.com